0: welcome to part two of a very special war crimes colon, civil war battle on war start to midnight i'm chris gallagher i'm
1: hunter cates and i'm jacob graves last week we brought you the civil half of the battle with discussions of ridley scott's alien and james cameron's aliens and now we bring the war
2: with a head-to-head showdown between the two both are essential sci-fi flicks but which is essentially
0: Then when the dust finally settles, we'll mend our wounds, blast some xenomorphs into the void of outer space, and wrap up the show as we always do with some really rad recommendations. Now, without further ado, let's take the gloves off and start slugging.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you have all been waiting for in which we pit Alien versus aliens in a Civil War showdown. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the concept, what we do is we divide the Civil War showdown into battle lines, where we compare the movies across various spectrum. So let's start with visual effects. Alien versus aliens, which was better and why?
0: And, I, and I've called this economy versus spectacle. So we've got Ridley Scott's very austere uh, sort of vision versus James Cameron's very bold mm-hmm. vision. Um, Jake, what do you think? You're the newcomer here.
1: Yeah, well, they they do different things. I mean, the alien is scary. I mean, you yeah. can't see what's coming after you. It's it's the whole Jaws monster effect. You know, the the shark. You can't see it. You're scared of it. What does it really look like? I can't get a glimpse of it. So there's not as much of it, but it's all really good. Whereas in aliens, you see all of the alien all of the aliens yeah. all of the there's so much going on there and it's so much of it and so much of it is good but some of it like the ships and shots shots of the shots of the ships the little tank long 80s car they drive oh, i don't yeah. know why that tank is so long it can't make corners let's build a tank that can never turn to hold
2: all the space marines dude to
1: hold the space you're right i'm i'm wrong hunter on that one but some of those didn't look as good so it's just do you want the little bit that you see to be great or so much awesome stuff and some of it's not quite as good. Here here's what what I would if if we're looking cuz they they
2: both do what they're setting out to do very very well, but if you have to definitively say one over the other, Alien was the one that introduced the alien design. That was the movie right. that introduced the, what the xenomorph looked like and I in the xenomorph, not just that design in and of itself, that really drove the entire franchise the way that alien looked. <sighs> and so that that is just such a time Time-honored design, alien design. But also, it, like I said, it wound up guiding the entire franchise, I'm sure of it. Wow, are you going like,
0: alien on this?
2: You know, it's one of those things. Clearly, Aliens is the more marvelous achievement, the more remarkable achievement within context of the movie itself. But again, Alien introduced the alien. So for that reason, I feel like I have to go with Alien.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm actually with Hunter on this one, and I'm going Alien.
0: Wow. Okay, I, I – this is I – was, I was the one who kind of compiled – these these categories and this is one that i was really like i've been back and forth on i'll be i'll be perfectly honest the thing i i landed on alien as well but for a different reason i think your justification is is better mine's more just like it's it's a very from coming from a very personal sort of thing like i am always when they so when they go off on the planet and they're uh, they come into that big open uh sort of room and there's the giant in the fuse to like the scale of that shot. The, I, I don't know how they achieved it. Like I know how they achieved it, but I don't know how they achieved it always blows my mind every time. And it's just, it's a, it's a matter of craft and, um, and vision kind of coming together so perfectly. Right. And that's the thing that sticks out to me. Like every time is just like the, I, if only one of these could survive, I want that just that frame Well, yeah, exactly.
2: The visual iconography in Aliens is – there's no other word for it. It's absolutely iconic. Alien, excuse me, is uh, iconic. And Aliens just – the sheer workload and how how they managed to make it all look realistic and all work. And so –
0: And it tastes good. It it, tastes great. And and
2: it tastes good. But again, Alien introduced the Xenomorph and the Xenomorph will stand the test of time as far as character design goes. And so I feel like that's the – you have to go with that
1: also i think it it how they do it it's all really uh, it's it's done with taste in a way i maybe maybe the right way to say it is uh, i'm not sure but what you do see is all it's all great there's not a there's not really a flaw in any of the special effects in alien Just, i can't yeah. i can't think of one They other, they, other
0: than duck hands <laughs> sure <laughs> okay next up we've got ensembles and i'm calling this one space truckers versus united states colonial marine corps
1: did, did the supreme court finally rule on that case they did <laughs> the glove <club> didn't fit <laughs> I, I without a doubt i'm going united states uh marine corps it's just how it is chris they're more fun it's more fun to watch.
2: You know, Space Truckers space truckers had this going for it, which is Harry Dean Stanton. And mm-hmm. that is almost enough <laughs> sure. on its own. Oh, Harry man. Dean Stanton on its own. How
0: great is Harry Dean Stanton meowing when he's looking for Jonesy?
2: Yeah. I mean, just that, that in and of itself. But we're talking ensembles. We're not talking Harry Dean Stanton versus, you know, anything else. Yeah. And so... I, I'm gonna have to go with Space Marines on this too. You've got Bill Paxton doing his thing as good as he's ever done. I like Vasquez and uh, her friend. I would include Paul Reiser is is like the he's the perfect sniveling snide yeah, little yeah. corporate toady. Just even like like I said with the aliens review, even if they are all playing tropes and cliches, they're the best versions of those. Mm-hmm. Cliches. Don't don't
0: forget John Connor's dad. And then, of John course, dad. how could I
2: forget John Connor's dad? <laughs> and, you know, we didn't actually talk about him much in the review at, or at all. But Lance Hendrickson, even yeah. if the, even if the mm-hmm. character is a little one-note as compared to Ash, particularly if you've already seen Alien... Lance Henriksen does so much with what he's given.
0: He he brings something to that character that may not necessarily be on the page. I'll like, how agree, cool yeah. is that
2: knife thing? How many uh, – was oh, I the yeah. only one who tried to do that as a kid?
0: I Well, I didn't try to do it as a kid because I didn't see it as a kid, but I probably would have.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, with a pencil, I tried to do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and speaking of his role, I, I loved that subplot in Aliens. It, it was such a good kind of redemption moment for uh, the the robots in general. Robot
2: and robot kind. Yes.
0: <laughs> I just, I just, I wish it was fleshed out a little more. Hunter and I were talking about this off mic before we started rolling. Like it's, I, I like what Cameron's trying to do. I just wish he would have it a little more time. Maybe it, it's possible. Maybe he does in the director's cut. I've never seen or special edition. He likes to call it the special edition. I've never actually seen that <laughs> version. Um. So maybe, maybe there's a little more, but I, I, I think he's great. I just feel like that character is a little flat. And with that, this is one that I didn't have to struggle with. I'm going with the Nostromo crew. Um, I like them a lot. Like I, I just love how uh, sort of delicately fleshed out they are. They're not. It's it's economical, I guess. The um, each character is a unique, independent character, um, and we don't spend too much time with them. But we know who each of them uh, is. We can identify uh, their tropes. Some of the some of the Space Marines get a little muddy for me, so I'm I'm going to Stromo Crew. Nah,
1: Space All right. Marines.
0: All
2: right. Two to one on that. All right. This might actually be the biggest thing we discuss. I, perhaps that's up for debate. Ripley versus Ripley, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley of the of the crew Nostromo. How do we feel about her in Alien versus Aliens? The in Alien, she is the second in command who rises to the occasion and eventually is the sole survivor versus badass gun wielding gun and flamethrower wielding superhero. Which, which do you all like more?
0: I love her in alien because it's, uh, I think it's a well executed character. And then I think she brings a lot to it as well. I think, um, you know, it's, it's something, especially for the time you're not expecting. Um, it's, it's sort of groundbreaking and I think it's been attempted to be mimicked, uh, still to this day, you know, there mm-hmm. are and and it generally doesn't work, but, I think I'm going to have to go with her in Aliens because if just on paper you say, okay, we're going to take that character and turn it into this character, it shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And it does. Well, and
2: and so much of that belongs to Scorning Weaver. In fact, probably all of it belongs to Scorning Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will second that. And here's what I'll say is within the context of the movie, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley in Alien is just fantastic. But that's within that the, the confines of that movie. Ellen Ripley in Aliens breaks – from the movie, that's how good that character
0: yeah, is. Yeah, and if and if she didn't, if she failed, then the movie doesn't work. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is the the
2: the Ripley from Aliens is that's what we think of when we think of Ripley. That's the iconic character.
1: Mm-hmm. There, there's no um, way it could have worked without Sigourney Weaver. But all the arcs that they built in for her to work in, they they gave her a great great set of set of stuff to play off of the her as a mother. Her hating the robots, her not wanting to go back, the PTSD, she pulls every single note of it off perfectly in Aliens.
2: And and her getting that Oscar nomination was not just a gimmick, because it was absolutely warranted in this I, movie.
0: I wouldn't argue, though, I doubt she would have gotten it if Aliens was the first Alien movie.
2: Right. No. You all know I like to play what-if games, so let's play a what-if game. Any other woman working at that point in time playing Ellen Ripley? Hmm. I'll throw I'll throw the first one that popped in my head out there. It's a little obvious. Meryl Streep.
0: I mean, I. That's a little obvious. I'd like to (laughs) see it, but I mean, she's doing like Sophie's Choice around this time.
2: Sophie's Choice, uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, yeah. The the kangaroo one, or the one where a kid's stolen by a dingo. Kangaroo Jack. (laughs) Yes, that's the one. (laughs) No, uh, whatever, and out of Africa, it's it's that time period. Okay.
1: See, when you said obvious, I thought I thought you were going to say uh, Linda Hamilton. You know, hmm.
2: she's she's pretty cool too. You know, God bless you, James Cameron, with your cool heroines. You know, Joss Whedon wishes he could do what you did back in the day.
0: I don't know if I have one. Like, off, the, I I would have to think about. It. I don't have one on the top of my head. Um, I apologize. I've made your game you ruined my game, Chris, yeah. go on. It shouldn't, like, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people, I, I bet you Peterson Hill is sitting at home right now yelling, <laughs> yelling at his phone, God, yelling at his Zoom.
1: Okay, uh, Chris, do you have a Dreamcast, though?
0: A Dreamcast, like a Sega Dreamcast? No, I don't. I don't. I, I. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't build a Dreamcast for this either. No. Uh,
1: okay, then I, that, I didn't know right, if you had a Ripley off the top of your head.
0: Oh, for like for present day a Ripley, off yeah, top yeah, of head? yeah, yeah. For some reason, the first person that came. No, it's a terrible. I. I don't even want to say it. Greta Gerwig would be bad. Oh, be I, I had a bad oh, one too, but I'll watch Blunt. it any, Emily anyway. Emily Blunt would be great.
1: Yeah, uh, my my bad one was uh, Aubrey Plaza could probably pull it off.
2: <laughs> Here, here's my, here's my deal is. Are there people who could play it? Yeah, sure, but I don't want to see anyone else play Indiana Jones either. So Sure. What if it were
1: Shia LaBeouf as Ripley? (laughs) As
2: Ripley. (laughs) Only if he were playing it as a woman. (laughs) Like it's not Lieutenant Al Ripley. He's still Lieutenant Ellen Ripley, Shia
0: LaBeouf. (laughs) Mick Cage. Souls. <laughs> Nick Cage, all the, all the cryogenic freezing has done some weird I, stuff I to stand him. corrected.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, then he, it's not, it's not um, a reboot with Nick Cage, it's recasting yeah, Sigourney no, well, Weaver. It's Wolf. just,
0: she's, she's been frozen and, and uh, brought back to life so many times that she has evolved into <laughs> Nick Cage. And he, but he's playing a woman too. Well, and, and also like with, you know, she's probably got some alien DNA that's, that's intertwined with her now. And so naturally Nick Cage.
2: Well, and if, if, if uh, Sigourney Weaver and an alien were to have a baby. That's what that's what that's what and Utani never considered in Alien Three and Alien Four is that the baby's going to come out not an alien but Nicolas Cage. <laughs>
0: wait, wait, no, wait, James Carvel. James Carvel is actually the honest. Like, if if Nick Cage could be James Carvel as Ellen Ripley, that's what I would see.
1: The perfect organism, James.
2: With <laughs> <laughs> James Carvel, actually, I get kind of a robot. Like, I figure he would oh, be no. like Bishop. No,
0: James Carville. Like, if, if James Carville was, like, just a bit part in a Men in Black movie, I would totally <laughs> buy it. Like, somebody's wearing a James Carville suit. All right. Or something. Uh,
2: that can be a question that we'll just pose to the audience. Is there any other of Sigourney's Weaver's contemporaries that could have played Ripley? I say no.
0: It would it, Big shoes to fill, for sure.
1: And I say Linda Hamilton. Sorry.
2: No, I mean, that's that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Yeah. But I mean, Sigourney. But, Sigourney but here's the deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would expect that from someone who's never seen aliens before. But sure. anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I she 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 got she's got the badass quality, Linda Hamilton. But she's not as good an actress as Sigourney Weaver. Uh,
1: that that's fair. But I I do have a question for you guys. Uh, what film do you think had the better directorial vision? Is it the atmospheric slow burn sci fi horror by Ridley Scott, or is the big bombastic eighties action iconic? Oh man, it's it, you know my my vote, but James Cameron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, answer's James Cameron the answer is James Cameron. James Cameron. Here's the deal: is as I said, um, as I said in the in the review, is what I appreciate about Alien is that this is two thousand one a space odyssey, but with a monster in it, mm-hmm. which I kind of appreciate. He's making he's making a very Uh, sci-fi movie of the time but also throwing some horror elements into it and that's almost a little bit more difficult to pull off than what cameron did what what i love about aliens i I like aliens Uh, i enjoy aliens more but that's a little bit almost i would say easier to pull off uh, a really cool action movie of space marines versus aliens but but uh, once again what ridley scott did with alien is Probably the more remarkable achievement, it, more difficult.
1: It probably is from doing that from scratch. But James Cameron did take another person's franchise, change the genre, and make it work, and make it work within the, the
0: franchise. Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely no small achievement. But I, I got to think, like, if, if James Cameron's m- movie doesn't work, it's just kind of corny. Like, mm-hmm. if Rid- Ridley Scott's movie doesn't work, it's, like, bad. Really bad, right? Like, like unwatchable
2: bad. And the tone could have been completely different. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just think you guys so, are
1: hating on the on the action genre. I think that's what's going on. No, there. you, 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 Hunter, you know, you're you, ta- you you remember my Hunter? review. I said it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, Sometimes I'm, you got to poke the bear.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm with Hunter on this. I like, and it's, it's so much about just like the type of movie that i would rather sort of dwell on and it's i think i think that's for me the thing is alien gives me a whole lot to just sit and like think about afterwards Mm -hmm. versus like aliens is aliens is like the ride that you want to just get back on again whereas like aliens the one where like whoa okay i gotta i gotta kind of recalibrate and i appreciate that about it so i'm i'm going alien on this
1: and i'm going cameron for being the only one who's ever rebooted another, or not rebooted, but continued another person's franchise that successfully? Do you guys have another example at all?
2: Well, and arguably uh, doing it better, you know, depending on your point of view. Yeah, your taste, yeah,
1: sure. But, but, I mean, is there another example? I mean, uh, we might have this discussion again after... uh, Well, Joel
2: Joel Schumacher with Batman Forever, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) No, No. Um, you know, that's a good question. Nicholas Meyer with The Wrath of Khan versus star trek the motion picture
1: w- was roddenberry on for that like was he still as a figurehead for those movies i, I don't know enough about it to say
0: way way over my over my head uh, i i do know that we've got a listener who's pretty deep into the star trek movie so maybe he can he can write in and say i like the the star trek films are ones like i've i've seen a lot of them but i haven't seen a lot of them like i've seen bits and i couldn't honestly couldn't say, which is which other than the one with the whales, is the one with the whales, <laughs> uh, that would
2: be, that would be the journey home. Yeah. Star Trek uh, four.
0: Yeah. And obviously the one with con is con. Um, but I, I need to, I need to at some point go through the Star Trek movies. Um, but I can't do that right now cause we're, we're going to dive into Carpenter. Yeah.
1: Maybe, yeah when okay. we, maybe when we close up the Carpenter shop, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll go on the
0: warp speed, something, something, something,
2: the warp speed tour. Um, you know what? That's a good question. I don't have it off the top of my head and you're absolutely right. James Cameron deserves all the credit in the world for that. And like I said, I love aliens. Uh, yeah. I would marry it if it were a human being, but, um, <laughs> what if
0: it were a Xenomorph?
2: <laughs> I'd marry it if it were a Xenomorph.
0: Um, <laughs> and it would get but, you
2: pregnant. You know what? And I would, I would, never mind. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you would
0: gladly sacrifice yourself for the love.
2: Actually, let's talk about that. That side note. Yeah. Okay. Would you, how would you guys feel about dying via alien chest bursting? Oh, I mean, negatively feel about it. What do you mean feel? Well, I mean, about wouldn't it? that be kind of cool though? If no, you, we, we all have to die. Everyone every, was No, everybody dying? has to
0: die. Everybody has to die. You already thought you were dying with the face sucker. Like that's a. Uh-huh. That, that, this is cruel and cruel and unusual punishment. That's the thing that we didn't even talk about. That's really messed up about this. Is like they want to use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. That's like that's so so sinister. Right. So it evil. Is.
1: Also, I mean, the alien is like really super phallic um just because we've it already just talked wants, about that <laughs> it just it just wants to impregnate your stomach. that's all it wants to do, and a woman is fighting it off. I love that
0: and part of part of the uh, whole motivation behind you know the uh both the face hugger and the the mouth coming out of the mouth was. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanting men to, uh, feel fear for being raped in the face. Like that's legitimately like a motivating factor of design. Um, and I think it's fairly effective. Like it's a particularly, it works particularly once you see an aliens, the actual, like in the beaker and you see what's really inside that face hugger
2: is. So, so to that point, to bring it back to what we were discussing with directorial vision this picture could have very easily—I'm referring to Alien—could have very easily been just giant penis monster.
0: It could have. Well, if 20th Century
2: Fox would have said, <laughs> is, "Is this is so?" It could have been giant penis monster in space. Had it not been for Ridley Scott. For
1: some reason, I'm I'm picturing the the giant penis monster as as being um, from A Clockwork Orange when they oh. attack that woman with the, the big the, porcelain penis yeah. statue.
0: That's, I mean, well, but have you seen like Giger's original Xenomorph drawings? Like basically the head is a shaft that comes Mm -hmm. to a head in the back. Like it's very phallic.
2: And actually it kind of looks like the, uh, the alien in Prometheus. Spoiler alert.
0: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of.
2: So yeah, Mm -hmm. there, there you go. So again, I, I, like I said, bring it back down to earth here, pun intended is that's why that's another reason why I think you have to give it to Ridley Scott on this.
0: I'm I am glad you're in my corner on this. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Chris
1: literally just said that seeing it in the second movie, so the work they did in the second movie for <laughs> VFX and for directorial vision. Oh no! Made I, made the universe better by making that, that monster more scary. I'm I'm defending both of my choices here.
0: No, you're fine. Fu- like I, that's that's the thing that's great about this is it's like I feel like there are no wrong answers. Just where do you stand? And we're trying to figure out where we as a mm-hmm. you know the Midnight Warrior clan stand on this empirically.
2: All right, gentlemen. The most important question we can ask um, is about the penis monster itself. Yes, is <laughs> is <laughs> in which film was it more threatening? Alien, which is the unknown face raping, chest bursting thing lurking in the dark, or the slightly understood swarm of super predators lurking in the dark? <sighs>
0: Jake, which, I know, which is I know the period threat, this, yeah. Jake? So why don't you go where you're going with it? You don't know where I'm going with this, Chris. Oh, really? You gonna surprise me? <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> um, so, so
1: bizarrely enough, despite everything that I've already said, I think the threat is worse in the first movie because you don't know the rules yet. Yeah. Like, at least in the second movie, they had Ripley there. They brought her along to help them know what they were facing. They her her, her story was on file. They had to go and review it. In the first one,
2: they knew nothing. My counter argument to that would be they didn't know as much as they thought they did in Aliens because they thought, oh, we've got big guns and we're just badass space, space marines. And Ripley's like, dude, you guys don't get it. These things are freaking dangerous. They're going to kill us all. And they ignored her. Yeah. So you have so everything you have in Alien, you have in Aliens times a thousand.
1: True, it, and in and in Aliens, you got to fight besides a, a, a dude who's having a full panic freakout. Right, a f- a full out. Pansy Paxton. Well, mm-hmm.
0: in 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 his defense, they were on an express elevator straight to hell. <laughs> That's
2: true. They were.
0: <laughs> God, I love that stuff. See, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> the little peek behind the
2: curtain here is one of our original battle lines was quotability, and we all decided there's no it's no
0: contest. Yeah, no, so we- <laughs>
1: no contest.
0: <laughs> uh, but I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I was fully willing, fully ready to go with aliens on this because um, I think. I think the threat is maybe a little more ominous in alien uh but there's I it honestly it goes back to the duck hands. I have a problem with duck hands. Um do they make you itchy? <laughs> they, they don't make me itchy. Duck hands could probably scratch pretty well yes. um if I was itchy. Uh, the exact opposite. Yeah. Um but then Jake made a pretty good argument for it. But then you made a pretty good argument for aliens and now I'm I'm at a I'm at a crossroads here. But you
2: must decide. But I
0: must decide. I I think I'm I I gotta go I gotta go with aliens on this one just from a like if it's if it's pure panic and terror then maybe it's alien but I think there's something about uh the fact that he's able to amp it up and make it bigger and say okay there's a giant swarm without it being something where it reaches. Like a, it reaches a ceiling where I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, because there, it could have very easily become something where it's just like, Oh, there's so many of them. How you are they ever going out, to escape? Yeah. Wait, they escape from that? That's kind of dumb. Like, mm-hmm. it's the right, right. level of, of, of saturation and the queen. The queen is terrifying, especially right. when she starts moving.
2: Exactly. And so adding that additional element as opposed to just a, a, here's a thousand aliens. Oh, and here's the queen. Yeah. You it's know? like,
0: it's like you think you understand it and then you see more of them and then they're moving like their mobility. Their mobility is something that really freaks it me is, out is really creepy. In, in aliens. And then you think by the time you become comfortable with them then you see the queen yeah. and it's just like whole what is going on so so
1: it's like if, if they when they remade or when they made the sequel to Friday the 13th the second one was just called Jason's and it's all jason's <laughs>
0: jason's and that that's a rick and morty episode
1: <laughs> jason's
0: see now i want to
2: play the game wherever that's wherever we do that with horror movies Jaws's. <laughs> is
1: <Jaws-z-z. laughs>
0: wait, wait would it be friday the 13th friday the 14th
1: but i, I just or love 13th. that just
0: you you pluralize the monster you, you just pluralize whatever the bad guy is
1: what were any of the jaws sequels just a bunch of sharks
0: a school of jaws well no but there was wasn't there what, what was the orca whale or the orca, orca
2: the killer whale was that
0: uh, was that just one or was that more than one
2: well it was a revenge story in which richard harris killed his spouse yeah. His spouse whale, and then he came for revenge. Oh, okay. so it was on the threat. Still was, and it, if okay. we were talking about superior threat, it's Orca Alien versus <laughs> Aliens versus Orca. <laughs>
0: um, have you guys ever seen? I think it's William Baldwin in Sharks in Venice. You ever seen this? This seems like something you've seen. I, and you know, and I haven't. Um, that I've, movie, se- I,
1: I've seen that, that maybe on Netflix back in the day, but I didn't watch it.
0: That. That movie's bullshit, guys. Uh-huh. It's called Sharks in Venice. You want to you want to guess how many sharks are in Venice? Zero. One. <laughs> oh, it's okay. it's only Wait, one.
1: Is that the one where the dude like puts on a life vest and jumps into a shark's mouth and No, maybe... no, 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 that's
0: Shark Attack 3.
1: <laughs> I Like how much you know about shark <laughs>
0: movies? Oh my god. Like I've Shark Attack 3 is another one that I don't know if I've seen all of, but I've seen a lot of I you can get lost for an afternoon just watching clips from Shark Attack 3. So
1: the, What's the next Civil War here? needs to be like Shark Attack 3 versus Sharknado versus Sharks.
2: Now, with Dennis Shark Attack 3, uh, the Megalodon
0: one? No, no, no. This this isn't like – this isn't quite so – intentionally so bad it's good. But it's like like a guy – yeah, a guy puts on – he's in a tuxedo and then he puts on a life preserver and jumps into a shark's mouth. And then a guy uh, rides a sea into a shark's mouth. <laughs> but it's like like the special effects are so bad that like the scale like, – Okay, that is the Megalodon like, one. Like the –
2: I've seen it I think. I've okay. seen it. I yeah. don't I
0: don't
2: I don't think they call it a megalodon. If it's a shark big enough to swallow a CD though, it ha- it would have to be a megalodon. <laughs>
1: but could it swallow <laughs> Max von
0: CD? Okay. Max. Um <laughs> Yes I- Anyway So like he Well the shark The shark comes up out of water And then like They basically just scale The pseudo down Or scale the, sh- the shark up So yeah. it's not like You could You could see it warping as. But he rides it straight Straight into like the It's like some shit We would have done
2: in, Exactly in college. Yes Exactly um, Okay another Another uh, plural sequel Silence of the Lambses
0: <laughs> And then there's
2: multiple cannibals Yeah <laughs> Multiple well, sites, psy- killer well, psychiatrists, wait, cannibals. But,
0: but was was he a cannibal or was he just wearing them? Oh, or you're you're no, saying are referring? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so, I'm no, it's Silence of the Lamb 2,
1: Hannibal Lecters is Hannibal Lecters, <laughs> Hannibal Lecters,
0: Hannibal Lectees.
2: Oh, that's another thing I want to hear from our listeners: is their pluralized uh, sequels? okay so I think this is kind of interesting is on the final one it's actually Chris and I arguing in favor of aliens versus uh, Jake saying alien is the yeah. superior
0: threat you guys yeah so I've, I've tallied these up you know where this where this landed
2: I where I don't let us know here
0: it was it was really tight and my final vote came down to the final decision in all of this
2: well well let's preface this by saying the verdict is not necessarily points based. We still have to make a decision. We this
0: this will just guide us. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Give us the points first. Okay, so for the VFX round, Alien took it across the board. I was very happy with that. And then in round two with ensembles, Alien took one, my lonely vote, and then the two of you went with Aliens. Then we got to Ripley versus Ripley, and we all decided that she was a little more entertaining in Aliens, which is the right choice. Not just so entertaining, we- iconic. Iconic. Yeah, sure. All all. All of the above. All just the above. Just the better, the better, yeah. the better character, the better, uh, enterprise, the better, the better, uh, you, you, you want more toys from aliens <laughs> yeah. is really what it is because you want. <laughs> Which you, is how I judge everybody.
2: The thing <laughs> is that
0: you, you want the toy that has the, uh, flamethrower taped on to right. the machine gun.
2: That's why I, that's why I couldn't care less about Moonlight. I don't want any of the toys.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> then, then we get to directorial vision and- Two of us went with alien, which kind of surprised me. One went with aliens. Then for the final round, the threat, it came down to Jake actually finally leaving his post in camp alien to vote for alien being the only one to vote for alien and Hunter and I landing on aliens, which brings us to for alien, seven votes for aliens, eight votes. Ooh. And see, it should be that close. It, it absolutely it should absolutely be that should. It
2: absolutely should be. Here's the thing. Civil War only works if it hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it should be painful. Two essential films, which is essentially Gentlemen, who wants to go first?
1: Uh, since there's no drama in mine, I'll go first. <laughs> it's Aliens, guys. We we know that that's the one that you could just pop in any day of the week and watch. You don't have to be in the mood for a horror There's nothing special going on that that you have to have be in the right mood or anything. You just pop aliens in. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And I might just finish talking to you guys and go watch it
0: again. (laughs) What what you're saying, Jake, is when you pop that popcorn for alien, you really should have popped that popcorn for aliens.
1: Oh, yes. One hundred percent. I made a mistake.
0: (laughs) What about you, Hunter?
2: If I may, Chris, I feel like there's slightly less drama in your choice.
0: I, 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 okay, that's fair. And I figured you were going to put it on me anyway, Yeah, but, uh, that's fine. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go alien and to be perfectly honest, like before we did this, like when I just suggested it to Jake, I didn't know where I was going to land. Mm-hmm. It was really only in rewatching and reassessing here. And, uh, because, and I think part of it's that I don't really trust Ridley Scott even like, right. even with a movie that I've seen multiple times, like Blade Runner is that way. Like sometimes I like it more than others. It might be because there's 18 versions mm-hmm. and I don't know what, it, which ones I've seen, you know, more. But yeah, it's, it's alien. It's, I think it is, I think it is a five star masterpiece. Five out of five. Everything works for me. And I, I am so happy that it exists. I am so happy that we got like. Like I said in my intro, like it feels like a 70s movie in so many ways, but in the right ways, um, you know, it's not it's not this bulky, elongated, weird trying to like it's it's using these 70s techniques of of zooms and dissolves and kind of slow meandering shots and overlapping dialogue to perfect effect to scare you, to freak you out, to draw you into this atmosphere. And uh, I, I love it. Um, all right. Two essential films,
2: two five-star masterpieces. One is essentialier. Let's go back in time, shall we, folks? Whenever Chris and I compared E.T. versus Jaws, I like Jaws more. If I could watch any movie right now between Jaws and E.T., I would choose Jaws. But as far as essentialier, it was E.T. I love Aliens. I would marry Aliens. I adore Aliens. I like it better. It's It's legitimately one of my top five to top ten favorite movies, Aliens is. But as far as essentially or as far as the cultural impact and import, I have to say, alien.
0: I am shocked right now. Like, I, I, thought- I
1: feel betrayed. I feel like <laughs> you just locked me in the medical wars with two face huggers. It's terrible. <laughs> I, can I, not, you I, can no, I cannot. No, I can War bunker that there's a, a xenomorph waiting to eat you right out. No,
2: this this cannot be about me. This has to transcend my own person. Aliens is perfect. I love it, but it's but alien. You, is you just, sound
1: like some corporation <laughs> who just wants this. Some you really, yutani Yeah, <laughs> you're a
0: stube. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm Paul Reiser. <laughs> since <laughs> since you you said that you wanted to come to this, I have been dreading this moment because i knew like i knew i was walking to a meat grinder i am utterly shocked right now yeah um and, i'm kind of shocked too i'm kind of shocked too frankly it's
1: I, I get it i understand it i totally do i think you're wrong but i totally get it
0: jake here's here's what i'll say though like you we we have we have been sitting with these these movies for a while so it's mm-hmm. uh we're i think we're also bringing like maybe a little more nuance to certain things and a little like i am i'm am, very curious to see, you know, in six months, a year, two years down the road, when you revisit these movies, what your uh, what your assessment is going to be. Hopefully, like you're, I, I think you're going going to love aliens as much as you do right now but i hope that you find those little things especially now that you know what it is because i feel like part of it might have been just you popped the popcorn and wanted a popcorn movie you basically wanted aliens when you watched alien um now that you know what it is i think i think you'll be able to sink your teeth in and really uh figure out why it is the essentially your film
1: and you're probably right but i think when i revisit the Alien franchise in in a couple years. The the main thing I am going to do is not watch Aliens three like I am about to next week.
2: Because actually, what I am going to say is my honest to god hope is that in a couple of years' time, we will have all decided that Aliens versus Predator is the <laughs> essentially <laughs> requiem. <laughs> Alien versus Predator requiem is the most essentially of the series. You mean
1: Alien versus Predators? Uh, see, okay,
2: far as pluralizing, I think it's Alien versus Predator. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but, what no, if it but, were, but aliens what if it were versus plural. predators. Right. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Because this time it's war.
0: <laughs> they, they, wait, uh, there's no, I think the thing is universal, right? They can't they couldn't do an alien versus predator versus the thing, could they? That would be terrible. But who I mean who would win? You
1: wouldn't know if the predator was really a predator or the <laughs> thing. <laughs> I would just
2: like to preface this right now, guys, just so you know how I'm feeling. I feel like I need to take a cold shower because I was not anticipating going with
0: Alien. You know what I mean? But It's incredible. It's, yeah. but that's those are, those are the tough decisions that, yeah that it has we, to hurt it has to hurt we've got to make here
1: when you go point by point and you think about it it it, it makes you really compare it.
0: it it has to hurt unless you know it's rocky going up against <laughs> <baseball>. <laughs> oh okay God. change it time yeah. to change the subject ladies. alien and, gentlemen.
1: and aliens are currently available to rent or purchase from all impeccable purveyors of motion pictures and now that the dust has settled and the debate is over we want to hear from you tell us what we got right
0: and what we got wrong
2: at hello at war at or if email isn't your thing we'd still love to hear from you so ring that bright red telephone and leave us a voicemail at
1: 484-424-6362 that's 484-4CINEMA stick around for our really rad recommendations coming up next
0: yes, sir, guys the dust has settled we are still mending our wounds
2: i'm exhausted Uh, frankly
0: yeah i i just really hope there's not a fourth act scare that comes up (laughs) to where we we think we're all good and then and then suddenly we're uh, reviewing aliens three and then suddenly we're in view we're reviewing alien three yeah alien cubed um but it Barring that happening, uh, let's let's uh, wrap up with some really rad recommendations. And Hunter, since you are gracing us with your presence, how about you go first? Sure. Um,
2: so watching Aliens, it's a watching Alien and Aliens. Of course, these are pictures about a cold blooded killer. Yeah. So my recommendation is the people versus OJ Simpson, which you can currently <laughs> find on Netflix, not to be confused with. O.J. Simpson: Made in America, which Chris uh, recommended on an earlier episode. This is not the documentary that won Best Documentary at the Oscars. This is the TV miniseries that was on FX, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, John Travolta as Bob Shapiro, and some others.
1: It's also not to be confused with the sequel to that series, The People vs. O.J. Simpsons. Right, which, which we can only hope,
2: <laughs> which we can only only hope is coming soon. Uh, uh, followed by OJ Resurrection, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, the OJ Simpson thing was that when I was a kid, it was you know uh, you don't know it about pervasive. Us? We were
0: the same age. Well,
2: exactly. Well, no, like, but I, your experience with it. Okay, but, like for me, it was pervasive, but I still didn't know the gory details, and I kind of feel like my yeah. parents were keeping it away from me. I knew about the Bronco, but I didn't know about the Bronco. I didn't know you know everything right. surrounding it. So. I could very easily see how people could have gotten sucked into this. Um Oh, just the, watching the Right, the, the, yeah. the OJ tragedy unfold. And this miniseries does a just a magnificent job of telling the drama. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't they don't go too far, they don't take it back any, they just tell it like it is. And it's just a a nice reminder that truth is stranger than fiction. So The People vs. O.J. Simpson, that is available on Netflix.
0: I haven't seen this, but I have seen the montage of David Schwimmer calling O.J. Simpson juice just on repeat. I mean, it's like, it's a few minutes long, I think. Um, then you know what? You've already seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's basically it. No, I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, Jake, what do you have to recommend?
1: Well, since I, w- I wanted to play off of Aliens being a one of the fantastic action movies and also have something in space, but I feel like I'm... Forbidden from recommending Armageddon by Chris.
0: Well, you've already recommended it on the show. That's the problem. I want to
1: recommend it every week, so I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it this time, and I'm going to go with something more along uh, in in the vein of Alien, um, which is 2009's Moon by Duncan Jones. Have you seen this, Chris Hunter? Oh yeah, I have not. No,
0: really. Oh, you also said it's it
2: so close together. It sounded like we were the same person. <laughs> have you seen this, Chris Hunter? <laughs> have you
0: seen this, Chris's or Hunter's?
1: <laughs> Chris's uh, hunters. Uh, so, so here's the thing about Moon. Um, I'm not going to do what I feel like was done to me for Alien and give away any <laughs> of the plot points. I, none of it. Smart. You really should just go and watch the movie. It, it's worth it. the The cover doesn't give much away. The I don't think the trailer gave much away because I remember seeing it. Um, but but don't watch any of those things. Just go and pop it in your DVD player and watch it, or yeah. you know, stream it from Amazon, iTunes, wherever else you get it.
0: And, and since but, Hunter hasn't seen this, I won't say anything, but there are some, there are some thematic things that you could tie in with, uh, several, several things with alien aliens and a lot of fallacies. um, to <laughs> a lot of Sam Rockwell phalluses. <laughs> um,
1: it, it feels like a cousin to alien, not a close cousin, but in the same family.
0: But to, to use a phrase that you use a lot, Hunter, uh, I think you'll really dig this.
2: All right. Um, Fantastic. Now, should I see the, the original theatrical version or the uncircumcised version?
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, directed by David, David Bowie's son, by the way. Right. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this comes to, to my recommendation. I'm recommending something that's currently only available on Hulu. It's a, uh, original documentary that they picked up for distribution, uh, called becoming bond. And I, so this came out a few weeks ago now. Um, and a few weeks before that, they had one, uh, called Batman and Bill that came out, which was about uh, Bill Finger and sort of getting him credit for Batman. And it was I was really looking forward to it, and it was not great. It's fine if you want to know information. Other than that, it's not a very good documentary. That's sad. Uh, And so then – and I knew Becoming Bond was coming out as well. It actually kind of stoked my expectations, and I was like, oh, well, I'll watch it because it's about George Lazenby, Lazenby, and uh, how he became James Bond, which – is a sort of fascinating tale in and of itself. But the thing that really works about this, and this is, this is far, far better than Batman and bill is the entire thing is told by in first person by Lazenby. And it's, I can't tell you how much of it is actual fact. Um, And they do the whole sort of, Sort of do the drunk history thing where he's telling it and then there's actors sort of portraying what he's telling. And then sometimes it syncs up with his voice, but it's it's all done very playfully, very tongue in cheek. He's a great storyteller. So even when you're like, I don't know if this is how the events actually played out, it's you. You just enjoy being along for the ride. Yeah. And and he's definitely embellishing here and there. But and the director even, you know, like halfway through is like, there's are you sure all of this is real? And his answer is, uh, well, if, if it wasn't real, how would I remember it? Um, And he's just, he's very charming. It's a whole lot of fun. It does. I will warn you, it gets a little blue in the middle um, when it gets to like the late Um, sixties. But it's, it's a charming little, little doc and uh, a whole, whole lot of fun. And uh, I think helps prove that Lazen B is still my favorite Bond from my favorite Bond movie.
2: Now I'm curious: is this uh, the Hulu you have to pay for, or is this something free on Hulu? I
0: do not know because I, I pay for Hulu, right? So uh, I check it out, see if see if you can watch it. It's it's worth a watch if you can if you can get a hold of it. I and I don't know if they're they're doing like a limited like it runs on Hulu for a while, then you can rent it elsewhere. But right now, that is the only place that you can watch it. It's my understanding. Uh, becoming Bond on Hulu. It's great.
2: Now, would you say, Chris, because, I mean, you know more about James Bond than uh, anyone presently listening, would you say the best Bond villain would be Dr. Nose? <laughs> 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 Moving on.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, on of Tops. <laughs> no, that one's not great. Uh pussy galores
2: pussies galores oh
0: boy okay (laughs) on that note I think that's going to be a wrap for another episode of War Starts at Midnight Uh, find us online at warstartsatmidnight.com for show notes weekly fantasy movie recaps and more or say hello on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at WSAMpod
1: and there's no FML recap again this week but check the blog and be sure to sign up for the summer season which should be starting soon And if you enjoy the show, rate and subscribe to it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to fine audio programming. It'll help us grow the Midnight Warrior Clan, and it'll make you feel awesome. On the other hand, if you're the
2: trolling type who simply hate listening through these credits, please go ahead and tell us everything we got wrong at hello at warstartsatmidnight.com. In particular, please completely berate Jake for seeing neither of these pictures until recently. On the flip side, if you're a narcissist, you can leave us a voicemail and see if we play it. Just ring that bright red telephone at
1: 484-424-6362. The War Starts at Midnight theme song was produced by Justin Streck. And shout out to Someone Still Loves You Boris Yeltsin for the music on this week's show. Find out more at slyby.com.
0: Join us another fortnight for our discussion of the comedic nihilist western from 2015, Slow West. You can catch it streaming now on Amazon Prime. Thanks for listening, folks.
1: This is Jacob, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off.